Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today we are back with virtual sex parties and the queen of pussy rap, Megan the Stallion. Every week in the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions. Really questions and sex stories from you guys. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome. It's another beautiful Sunday. And I'm back here with Mona. I'm back. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. We haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks, and so this is like a special treat. I know. It's good to be back. I always miss you on Sundays. Mm, I miss you, too. Blessed be to Pussy. He is risen. May she open to your touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that so like sexy. So I was like, I gotta, <laughs> gotta get on that train. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I already asked you. You're drinking wine, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, because we're on different time zones. You're on. I know. It's morning for you and evening for me. So absolutely jealous. But she at least like has the holy wine with her. So mm. church services. <laughs> church is in session. It's- Absolutely, absolutely. So, wait, how have you been? How's the quarantine? How's the sex life? <laughs> well, quarantine in general is fine. Like, luckily, I haven't just been stuck in my own place because my boyfriend and I get to go back and forth between each other's places. But sex-wise, like, contrary to belief that quarantine is just going to be nothing but sex for couples, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually kind of been the opposite. Really? Yeah, like, we've had sex, I think... I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like once since this it's totally fine to say this since, since it started. Um, but I like I confronted my boyfriend about it the other day, like, hey, what's going on? Are you like not mm-hmm. sexually attracted to me anymore? He's like, no, 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 not at all. But he's kind of lost his libido. Like he's not even masturbating ah. that much because I think people are just in such a weird headspace. Like he's a little depressed because he normally travels a lot for work. And he's yeah. not doing that. And we're just kind of like we see each other every day. And it's just gotten kind of like the the sex drive isn't there for him right now. I totally understand. I think the the idea that you're just going to go and fuck um, all day long in quarantine might be just more like a fantasy than reality because we have real lives, right, that are on hold or at stake or – yeah. Um, so that all plays into it. We're not and, on vacation. Right. And <laughs> I'm wish. sure like people are getting claustrophobic. Like, you, I think you mentioned that you have some like friends who are breaking up. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a couple of friends that um that moved out last week from like their partners, like their joined home. And oh I'm like, gosh. what are you doing? Don't move out. You're <laughs> Yeah, where are you gonna of- go right now? <laughs> Obviously if you can't take it any longer. But I just it's so fascinating to be- me because I think maybe some people don't spend that much time with their partner in normal life. Right. In normal, in normal life. Um, <laughs> well, life so, definitely isn't normal at the moment. Exactly. So I think either either it, bring you, it brings you closer, right? Um, right. And it's just challenging with any person to be together for every, like every day, right? Yeah. And it's not even like we're not fighting or anything. It's, mo- it's more like we've become like 
partners in crime or like soldiers mm-hmm. together. Like we're just kind of getting through it together. So like yeah. we've done like gardening and puzzles, but like Which the- is also a nice thing though. Like- yeah. But it's also nice to like miss someone and like crave them. Um, as yeah. opposed to just like seeing them all the time. I'm going to tell you, that's only fun for like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like exhausted by ideas. I mean, not really, but like. Yeah, well, what, what's what's your situation? As you know, I'm quarantined at the moment without a partner. And uh, I talk to a lot of like, to a lot of people. Does that sound like crazy? No, I mean, in general, I'll talk to a lot of people. But I, um, I talk to a couple of guys that I... Yeah, well, that I've obviously had a thing with before quarantine, so right. it's not like I'm on Tinder or some shit. So there's this guy that I'm hopefully going to see in like a week or so. Mm-hmm. Like building up to this moment, we've been obviously writing and talking for like weeks now at this point. Right. We started coming up with like a party list. Oh, or like things that we want to do when we see each other. And that list is long. I it's can't like imagine. The, the most insane like bucket list. You know, he's like, he has a whole, he sent me photos of like his treasure box or whatever, where all his sex toys are inside. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, everything. Wait, <laughs> a treasure chest of sex toys? <laughs> it's crazy. This guy has so much stuff, man. Oh my God. Um, it's crazy. And then he... We were talking about fantasies, right? And I told him about the tantric massage, and then I want to do that. Ooh, and then yeah. I sent him that email that we got, remember? Oh, the best. I know. And he was like, okay, cool. Let's try. And I'm like, fantastic. And I'm like, so what do you want to do? And he was like, well, I would like to try puppy play. <laughs> and I was like, puppy play? <laughs> um, what what is does this? that entail? <laughs> So I'm the scientist I am started researching because I'm like puppy play. Yeah. And so obviously it's a kink. Right. And <laughs> the sub um is a puppy or acts like a puppy and like the handler, the dominant person is the handler of the oh dog. Boy. I've I've and been in I've been in sex stores uh so like the one nearest my house they have like a lot of BDSM sh- stuff and I've they seen like they do I've yeah. been to that place yeah it's yeah good <laughs> uh, but they have like leather dog masks are you like going in that uh, direction like that far or? he told me he has a leash and a collar but okay. I don't think a mask but he also has paws which I thought was really funny <laughs> so he has like the gear like he's right. done it before I think he yeah it's just really fascinating because apparently so the way you do this is you treat that for me. I thought more of a role play than a full on BDSM because I don't think it's really that much about the pain and the humiliation. It right. can be, but um, the game is basically like you treat the um, the human puppy just like a real puppy, right? So right. you train it. Um, him really. Let's just give him a gender. <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, wow. puppy. So um, you train the puppy and you um, give him commands, right? And you you learn the puppy tricks. Like you can do yeah, so does he things. Does he get a treat if he does a trick? <laughs> Seriously, you can do treats. You can have them eat off the floor, though, you know, if you want to be a little bit more humiliating. <laughs> well, and obviously you can give them things to do, right? Like you can have them give you sexual favors, right? They totally. can lick you. They can lick your whole face. They can 
be like super excited. So and there's like a playful side to it where you could just play with a puppy and hang out or something. <laughs> I'm like, hang out. <laughs> Are we just gonna hang out? Um but it's I mean it's like a session, right? So you play this game, I don't know how long. But I'm super fascinated. Like I don't you know, because I think he was like, Do you think this is normal? This is okay? And I was like, of course like why not like yeah it's well, a fantasy I, I think it's awesome that he even like brought that up to you because i think most people would be scared to bring up kind of weird in their mind weird things yeah. like that so i and i think that would probably even if you're not into the fact that he's a puppy uh you'll <laughs> you'll be turned on if he's turned on type of thing Totally. I think for me, I mean, I find it fun. It, it reminds me a little bit more of a role play I would play maybe as like an acting class or in like school or something. As a kid, nearly, it's like a playful thing to be like, right. oh, you pretend you're a dog and I'm your owner, you know? Yeah, but you're asking him <laughs> to lick different places. That's true. I mean, this is the only <laughs> thing where I was like, I I just didn't have to suspend the belief that you're a puppy because that's really weird to me. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm very curious to hear if you like actually get turned on by this or not. Like, I know weird, huh? I don't know. I mean, I, for me at the moment, it just feels more like a fun game. Plus, mm-hmm. like you said, I think if he gets really turned on by it, and I'm not sure if it's, you know, some kinks you don't even have sex. So I'm like not sure how this is gonna go. I'm assuming that the sexual favor of flicking is definitely a part of it, right? As yeah, far yeah. as I can tell. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like <laughs> it's just like fascinating. I've never, I've never gone into that realm, and I'm not. I don't feel. I mean, I don't feel really weird about it. I just, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. No, I don't. It's not that far fetched. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. But who knows? You could be into it. Like, I think there's a lot Can of you imagine. Maybe, yeah, I think Ooh. there's maybe a lot of. Well, I think there's like things It'd be that straining if this is what I have to do now to get off. <laughs> Oh, Can no. you please be my puppy today? Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think I think there's probably like a lot of maybe not even fetishes, but like kind of things within the sexual realm that people might not know they're into until they try them. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had this happen before with like before I've ever been whipped. <laughs> I think I always had like a weird connection to it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be that submissive. That seems so crazy. Why would I want to get hit, you know, like mm-hmm. with a whip? Like that sounds right. like a slave or something. And when it actually happened, when I had like my first session, I guess, it felt like I was worshipped and I was like a queen. It was like such a right. weird reversal. The op- yeah, the opposite of being like just fucking well like tortured it's more like they're respecting you and yeah interesting it probably also depends on like the dynamic right if you because i'm sure there's i mean there's bdsm play that is made to humiliate you and that's part of what you like it can't be the way it was for me because i think we kind of established i don't really get off on humiliation so it was just like him servicing me. Right. But by whipping me. It yeah, is such yeah, a yeah. trip. <laughs> such a trip. So I don't know exactly how this is going to feel like for the puppy. You know, maybe that like loving attention. Right. Yeah. Um, Who knows how it will play out. Like if he wants to be punished more or if he wants to like. Yeah. Be like cuddled and and. Uh, I know. Which one yeah. is it? I should probably ask yeah, Good him boy. Before. And he gets a treat for doing tricks, you know. 
I think he totally is into the good boy situation. Okay. I've I've already noticed. I personally can't wait to hear how this (laughs) winds up. Oh, I will report back, people. I will report back. Woof. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, if it all works out, maybe that's what I need to get my boyfriend into is a little puppy. Oh, my God. Seriously. (laughs) Or you can finally peg him. Gosh, yeah, that needs to happen. For all of us to know how that feels like. And now we're going to go to our gospel section. The gospel. The gospel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Welcome. My singing is not what it never was. Um, (laughs) No, so the gospel is sex news from the prior week. And since we're still in quarantine... Forgive me, people, but it's still going to be a Corona sex news section. And <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I mean, we all read about it. Um, and we're going to look at two different sex news stories. And the first one is the, the video app, the video chat app Zoom says it's going to use machine learning to detect nudity um, since virtual sex parties are spreading on the platform. Yeah, it's just interesting because, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of interesting things happening on Zoom as far as sex party. I mean, you were involved in one recently, but I, I like that they say machine learning acting like that they're not having like people actually watching our conversations. Oh, that's hilarious, right? You're like, you're actually jerking off to this and then yeah, you're right. like a machine. Right. <laughs> but anyway, you were recently involved in in one of these Zoom kind I, of sex I parties, was. Right? I was it, it wasn't on Zoom. So that was actually like an interesting fact of the party. I was first so Daniel Saint, the sex club owner, was on Pillow Talk, the quarantine session of the show, and he invited me to one of his virtual play parties. Mm-hmm. And the first week he invited me, I actually logged on and the whole meeting had been kicked off because the platform shut them down. Oh, and that wasn't even Zoom. So Zoom is already um, they don't allow nudity and stuff like that. So they're trying to crack down on these things. Um, And so most of the video chat apps don't allow nudity. So you have to kind of like switch around, I think. Which I find funny because FaceTime, FaceTime has never kicked me off from doing my (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess like if it's a public thing, but I, I I think Zoom's still private. Like you need people's like information in order to get into a Zoom chat. It's not like it's just a public forum and you can click a button and join a Zoom chat, I don't think. It's true. Yeah, but I think there's also been this thing. I mean, Zoom has been having so many issues actually lately. There was this thing where um people people would have a group chat and somebody hacked into the chat because apparently their encryption is pretty bad at Zoom and they would just play porn and people would have like a classroom, you know, like a oh, classroom reading. No. And so it was called Zoom bombing and it just kept on happening. So they're oh, having just a lot of issues with like stuff like that, you know, security yeah. issues. And like, so, yeah, but I went to one. So he finally found a platform where it worked and it was pretty crazy. I gotta yeah, say, I I can't imagine like how many people were in this chat 
or party. So the way it's set up is there's four windows open, which are like the, the play windows where people can jump into if they want to be exhibitionists, I guess, or perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we're 40. So I logged in. It was like super late at night because the party was New York time. I'm in Europe. I was like, it's 3 a.m. Super not sexy, right? I'm like, oh, how am I going to be awake for this? I was awake quickly. Yeah, I would assume um, so. <laughs> that, t- that happened quickly. Um, first dick popped up. I was like, well, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> hello. No, so there's four windows. I think we were like 40 people watching, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, and then there's a chat window where people can kind of communicate and like talk to the people on screen. Right. Um, ask them things. I mean, hilarious, actually, kind of. So when I first logged on, there was a chick and she was doing like a guided masturbation. Wow. I mean, it was like halfway in. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe I'll just watch the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a way to get you in the mood. Like, any females that are watching, you kind of, yeah. Yeah. Start it, with it, it felt like It felt like a warm-up, right? Like, a little bit of, like, get <laughs> No, I mean, really, to get into that space, because it's still kind of weirdly clinical, right? Because you're just seeing a screen. And it's not like being at a sex party, right? Like, you're right. still, you see somebody else's living room or whatever, and you have the mainly bedrooms actually, um, but you have have that vibe. It's still kind of separated. So I think they tried to do that kind of warm up. And then after she was done, I think people started coming into the like into the four windows. And there was a girl who was doing shibari. So there was another performance, mm-hmm. and she was doing a shibari performance. I have never seen anything like it, and I've seen quite a bit of shibari stuff. She was tying her... So it's called a self-tie. Yeah. She tied herself... First of all, she was already in kind of a harness that she had tied for herself, which can't be easy. Like, it's really no difficult. Way. And then she had a hook on the wall. So this girl's doing this quite often, <laughs> she sounds I think. professional. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds like it. So she... Well, that was like... She was working up to this, right? She was playing music, and the music was coming through our speakers, and then... She felt like suspended herself from the fucking ceiling and was doing this whole like performance, like insane. Like that wow. hurts, you know? I know that hurts a lot, suspension, and it's kind of dangerous. And she was just like, I don't know, doing this insane self tie, self suspension. Yeah, don't try this at home, people. Oh, definitely do not. <laughs> Learn it from somebody if you can, like from that yeah. chick, maybe. Um, anyways, that was like pretty hot. And like while she was doing this, um, the first stick came out. And, no. <laughs> that's when that's when Laura woke up. Ah, good morning. Um, so he 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 was wearing a mask actually to kind of like disguise um, his identity, and he started. He was on bed, and then I saw him like starting to stroke his dick, and then people in the chat window went crazy. They're like, "Beautiful dick, touch yourself." <laughs> <laughs> come on oh this girl was like i so wish i had a dick inside of me right now like it became kind of like a sexy chat or something that's funny because i i wouldn't normally expect like just watching a guy jerking off to like turn me on but i guess in that context when someone's so vulnerable and there's like an audience like that sounds kind of sexy it was actually interesting because he started masturbating and it didn't like at one point it didn't really work like he didn't get that hard 
Mm-hmm. It was super interesting. And he was just like, hey, I feel like he was chatting back. He's like, I'm feeling a little nervous. So oh. it was so real. You know what yeah, I mean? Wow. And I was like, how interesting. This is a, now it's not like porn. It's literally just live seeing how people function. Right. Right. Interesting. So he I think he kind of took a step back a little bit and then he came back later. But then this couple came on screen and they started making out and then. <laughs> And then they started fucking and they like put their camera like so professionally, so professionally, so porn professionally, right? So you could see his dick sliding into her vagina. Wow. Like full on. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> You're like half awake. Half or- awake, but like, oh, full awake at this point. But yeah. still kind of like, this is crazy. Like in awe. Um, I mean, I watch quite a lot of porn, but this is different. It's like a real person at home right. having sex in front of you, basically. Like I think... That would just feel so much more intimate. I don't know. Were, oh, yeah. were you were you turned were you turned on by them having sex or or was it like weird because it was because well I guess what I my point was that I think in porn maybe porn is one thing but that's why people will pay extra to do it with cam girls because mm-hmm. they're live and that's a whole different yeah. like they're performing for you specifically. So that might hit a different yeah. chord, you know. It does. It does. I mean, I think it it, it feels like amateur cam girls, you know. <laughs> I mean, you kind of are. We all are these days, but right. I just feel like, yeah, I, I, pff, turned on. I think actually the guy masturbating, like he came back later, and then he he came, and like it was kind of that actually turned me on. And I think also the couple watching them. Having sex. Okay, so you you never you never jumped in. You were just a like voyeur. You just were watching. Yeah, I just, okay. just watched it. I thought I, I thought I'm gonna ease myself into this. Do you think <laughs> like two questions? One, would you ever would you ever join one of these again? And two, would you ever participate? I would definitely go and see one again. I think it's it's a super fascinating um, thing, and I think Daniel even said he's a, he was like, oh, it's kind of a new form of porn. So I would find it pretty interesting to check out another one. Right. Um, also, being kind of prepared, what it like, how it functions and stuff. So I can. I was actually thinking the first thing that I, my first instinct was that I wanted to be um, more sexy in the chat. Mm. Um, oh yeah because you're a you writer know, that makes sense yeah. yeah and i was just kind of like oh people were this girl was saying she was like can somebody um use my remote control vibrator for me or something <laughs> you know just, just like <laughs> and i was like this is cool man this is just kind of you know so somebody from the other side of the world can and get download the app and get your whatever code and then just like jerk up a girl you know yeah <laughs> I would find that super hot. I'm like, okay, a stranger is operating my vibrator. I would kind of like that. It's a fascinating thought. Um, And you can also, they also have like a WhatsApp group. So you can have like, I think, separate chats with people. And um, so if I would get into the window, maybe, yeah. But I think it would have to be like a whole preparation of like a mask and like making my feel. I mean, you get like encouragement and stuff. I think it'd be... It could be pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, but um, just for anyone listening, if they're interested in this, do you want to tell them what this is like, the name of it, and also like, do you need to pay to be a part of it? Like, how does that whole process yeah. work? Yeah. So, um, if you haven't listened to Pillow Talk last week, so this is um not safe for work, the sex club in New York. Um, and I'm gonna plug it in the show notes or something, but you should 
be able to get like an online membership from them at the moment. Normally they have like a yearly membership for their real sex parties, but I think the virtual ones are a little simpler okay. to get into. And I, I mean, I didn't pay for it. Um, because he invited me to come, but like right. I think, ooh, he invited me to come. <laughs> <laughs> Love a man who invites me to come. But um, the sh. Anyways, back to the real story. Yeah, yeah, but it was super interesting. Would you ever go? Yeah, yeah. No, actually, when you put up that blog post, I started clicking, looking on it. I was like, oh, okay, I have to pay, which I I would, but yeah, I would, I would totally, I I would. I don't think I would perform, yeah, ever, unless it was maybe I would with the partner. I, I think I'd mm-hmm. I feel I'd feel weird doing it by myself because I I don't like like I don't even like doing like Facetime sex type stuff just because yeah, yeah yeah I feel like I don't like the act of performing. But I guess if I was with a significant other, like that's performing in a different way. Like it's totally. not all the pressure is on you. Like I totally. think I would. It's like a sex party then really because yeah. Yeah. I think I would have sex with someone in front of other people. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what, I mean, I, sex parties are really fascinating, I think. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So next story. So another story that came out in the news is um, related to the hottest trend in publishing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's okay. lockdown erotica. Oh, boy. Insane. It is like coronavirus erotica that people are writing online. And kind of like that porn that we talked about a few weeks ago. Now there's all these ebooks coming out on Amazon and on, I don't know, on blogs or whatever. When people write like weird porn scenarios, but coronavirus type. Oh boy. It is so funny. I mean, apparently also there's the the porn category has like also expanded by a bunch. But um yeah, but- the the lockdown erotica is just so funny because a lot of the stuff is related to like cleanliness and like masks and washing hands and like the weirdest fucking thing. So what we're going to do, <laughs> we I'm going to read you a couple of the titles of the books because or books, stories. Yeah. And and then we'll we'll read a couple because they're so funny, just like excerpts of it. But man, are people crazy these days. I feel like everybody's just going a little nutty because, uh, yeah, I think this is more like a passion project than like a money project. Well, yeah, I mean, you need to find ways to occupy yourself during this time. I I get it. Apparently, you write lockdown erotica. Well, there is COVID-69, an erotic coronavirus quarantine story by Jay Andrews. There's another one that's called Sex During the Coronavirus Pandemic, and the tagline is special. They could lock down her country, but never her heart. Oh, boy. (gasps) Nor her pussy, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Because she is getting out there and getting dick. I don't know. (laughs) Should I write one? We're all jealous. I mean, you should. You are an erotic writer. I'm I'm already at at this point. I'm like... You could never lock down her pussy. And then she goes off in the middle of the night and like, I don't know, fucks a police officer. Do you fuck in times like these? A doctor? (laughs) No, the doctors need to stay safe. 
Doctor's well, the last person you should be. Of no, I mean, no, this no, is no. not this is not like morally <laughs> right, Veronica. <laughs> True. Okay, go fuck a doctor. <laughs> in my fantasy, people. In my fantasy. <laughs> All right, another one. And we'll read an excerpt of that one. The physical manifestation of washing my hands gets me off. And this one is so complicated. And it's, uh, you know, a woman who has like a lesbian affair with her fantasy of the concept of washing hands, who in this scenario is, is a girl. There's quarantine, like teenage erotica. Also interesting. For example, step-siblings love in the time of coronavirus. I (laughs) mean, I I guess that makes sense. Like if you're quarantined with your family and you have a step-sibling, technically they're not blood-related. You're horny. That's a a cheap one. (laughs) I I get I get it I get it. I can Appar- see that apparently, one of the main characters in this one says, "Death has his tongue in your mouth, his long fingers around your breasts." Whatever that fucking means. <laughs> We're so dramatic, dark, and, and <laughs> totally wow. Yeah, well, people are quarantined. They're sitting at home alone, and they have nothing better to do right now. So I get it. Like us, because we are going to read some of it. Oh, boy. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, do you want me to start? Yeah, start. Start. So this is like a summary of the book. Yeah, so mm. this is a summary of they called it COVID-69, an erotic coronavirus <laughs> an erotic coronavirus coronavirus quarantine story. Rosa had only just gotten through a first semester of school in LA after a sheltered life in Iowa when a week before mm. spring break, COVID-19 <laughs> shut the entire city down in quarantine. Oh no. separated from her dorm dwelling classmates in an off-campus apartment she fantasized about finally losing her v-card to some delicious hollywood hunk Ooh, delicious (laughs) (laughs) but but left alone she knew there was no chance of it happening now but when her punk rock downstairs Downstairs neighbor Riley in his tight band t-shirt and give no fucks combat boots knocks on her door about a plumbing problem. Mm, Plumbing problems. Sexy. Who knows how her quarantine might change. See, this is also not morally really okay. Riley could totally have coronavirus. Exactly. Don't hang out with your neighbors. Give no fucks combat boots means he's been out and about, people. <laughs> it's a dead True. giveaway. <laughs> Don't trust the bad boys right now. And the next one is so odd, but I'm going to read it to you so you just can get a little bit of an idea of how bizarre yo it's been getting. <laughs> oh my God. We're losing it, clearly. <clears throat> the physical manifestation of washing my hands gets me off. Let's go. The touch of her wet skin immediately sends a powerful shiver of arousal down my spine. Now I understand completely what Jill has been talking about. Sentient manifestation of washing my hands is incredibly sexy, cool, and confident in a way that is honestly difficult to describe. Well, clearly. While others seem to project this kind of attitude as a front, wearing it as though it was a set of clothing, Barlow's self-assured swagger, Barlow is the manifestation of washing your hands, which whatever that means, Barlow's self-assured swagger appears to come from somewhere deep within her. She knows exactly how important she is and how much her existence means to people who are trying their best to maintain a healthy lifestyle. 
So how do I how do I remember to wash my hands? I question, cutting right to the chase. That's not up to me. It's up to you. She offers in return, then looks me up and down for a moment. I can think of a few ways to make this a memorable night, though. So okay, hold on. What? Let me <laughs> let me unravel this real quick. So this girl. <laughs> is creating this like sexual personification of washing her hands that she's calling Barlow. Mm -hmm. So every time she washes her hands, she imagines Barlow there or in some sexy way. It's it's very abstract. It's very abstract. So um, it keeps on going. Like, I think Barlow goes down on her. So there's this whole, she has a full on sexual fantasy um, with a girl that just symbolizes washing your hands, I guess. I don't know how this gets you off, but at least somebody's going down on somebody, you know? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And washing their hands, I guess. And you stay clean. It's better than hooking up with your punk rock neighbor. At least it's a little bit more inventive. It <laughs> might be a little complicated while you're trying to masturbate to imagine this whole absurd scenario. But, yeah. um... <laughs> oh, boy. But there is something to it. <laughs> maybe maybe you need to start um, writing uh, coronavirus erotica. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I don't even know. I mean, I think maybe I'll write an ebook for you guys. I can only do satire, though. How do you take this seriously? No, like, honestly, I think at this point, like, I, I listen to a lot of NPR, NPR um, personally, and, like, it's all coronavirus news. And I think, like, I, I've been reading a lot. And I think I like reading because that takes me out of this current situation. I'm not just thinking about that. So, like, when it comes to an erotic thing, I don't want to put myself in this shitty situation we right? we are in i'd rather it be escapism of thinking about a oh. time where you could meet someone at a bar how scandalous randomly yeah well like I, well <laughs> i have a boyfriend i love him i'm not trying to meet someone at a bar but i'm saying like i think it's better to to more of escape i would personally be more into yeah, escapism totally. than like trying to figure like deal with sex now <laughs> maybe i can do like alternative entertainment erotica which yeah right like imagine that you're at a concert surrounded by lots of people <gasps> so i'll do all the scenarios do, like, do the that scenarios that we can't anymore? be that's actually a really good idea it is i'll get you i'll maybe i'll write that's, a blog like i write a newsletter and I'll yeah write some some sexy stories about <laughs> Like that's, <laughs> that's the new fantasy erotica is like it's not it's not fucking dragons it's like being in a crowd and that is eyes hilarious yeah it's, it's scandalous <laughs> and forbidden so yes. these things always work We're going to go to our worship section. The worship. The worship. And worship is erotic art. And today we're going to talk about Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Yes. She's an American (laughs) rapper and she's 25. She grew up in Texas, went to college there, 
And her mom actually was a rapper herself, which is kind of funny. Oh, she was a bill collector and she rapped under the synonym Hollywood. <laughs> so funny. And she kind of introduced her to hip hop and she was listening to a lot of hip hop when she was younger. And in college in 2013, a clip of her went viral when she was battling um, a guy in a, in a bar, actually, um, rap battling. Awesome. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like, she was hitting somebody. And that went viral. <laughs> No, but she she pretty quickly. So that was 20, uh, 2013. Three years later, she released her first mixtape. In 2018, she released her first EP. And then last year, she released two albums, Fever and Sugar, and she kind of like broke. Um, I think especially with the song Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer with yeah. Nicki Minaj and... And Ty Dollar Sign, I think. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of like gave her a huge break, like the breakthrough that she's been waiting for. I guess. I mean, she's twenty five; she's young. Yeah. But the reason why we're talking about her today is that she did an interview with former Mary Claire um, last week, and she talked about feminine power, pussy being powerful. Um, and how how rap from a female perspective is still under so much scrutiny. Right, and the dichotomy of like men constantly rap about like aggressively fucking girls or like treating totally. girls like like sluts or like just being demeaning towards women and why can't women talk about being pleasured by men in rap? Which is so funny because in rap like this is actually interesting. So we're going to later on, I'm, I'm going to read you some quotes from her and we'll do some lyrics. Ooh, Boy. like we did little Kim a while ago. <laughs> um, but sh- what I think is so fascinating is that they don't even talk that demeaningly about the dudes. They're basically just telling the dudes to like go down like, on them. And then yeah, everybody's like, like, whoa, I thought what was interesting with um, the interview that she did is the journalist that wrote it was talking about that as a re- historically it, it's been kind of hard for female rappers to exist at the same time and be be famous and right now that it's a good time for female rappers because there's several around yeah there's like a there's a lot more like it's not just like one like i think when Lil kim was Lil kim like she was one that stood out and you couldn't like name any other but now you have like cardi b Nicki minaj um Megan Thee Stallion like there there's more space for that right now there's quite a lot yeah and I think also in a female empowerment to a certain degree I thought it was interesting because um I think Cardi B reacted to this she was criticized for being like a stripper rapper or whatever and talking about sex a lot and she's like why why would you like put me down basically for talking about what men talk about all the time in this industry yeah exactly yeah and this this leads pretty well to like what megan said and she was she was criticized for her lyrics being too raunchy and overtly sexual and here i have a couple quotes for us she said a man can be as mediocre as he wants to be, but still be praised. A man can talk about how he's about to do all these drugs and then come and shoot your house up. But as soon as I say something about my vagina, it's the end of the world. And she keeps on going, what are you really mad about? You cannot be mad about me rapping about sex, which I think is so true. Like, why would you be mad about that if a woman talks about sex? Exactly. Well, I, mean, I think it's like uh-huh. similarly in culture, like... People can say dick openly, but as soon as someone says vagina, people get uncomfortable. 
like Megan in this interview started talking about why she thinks um, this is actually happening, why they're why she's criticized so much for for talking about sex. I think it results from something deeper, mainly that her lyrics come from the perspective of female pleasure, not male pleasure. Right. And she said, I'm rapping about you making me feel good. I'm not rapping about licking on you. No, you're going to do what I told you to do. Something it's overwhelming to some men. They can't handle it. They get a little shocked. They get a little scared. I like the fact that she's just like, yeah, if they can do it, why can't we type of thing? Like, I think that's that's powerful. I mean, it's in, it's kind of interesting because you would think that that conversation is so old, right? You're like, I can't believe that we are still talking about that women can talk about being pleasured in music, you know? It's been a long time, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy to me sometimes when I'm like, there's still people out there being like, oh, you rap about sex too much. You're like, well, listen to all the dudes. Like, what are we even exactly. talking about here? What's the argument? I think the stereotype of a female artist now is that they need to be sexy and beyond just being talented, you need to be a sex symbol. But I think Billie Eilish is this amazing example of something that is breaking that mold so much because she's so talented and her music is amazing but she yeah. has this whole thing where she wears baggy clothing but that's more of a statement because she's against body shaming in general mm -hmm. but um there was a big thing at a concert she did before this all started the coronavirus thing started but she had a video play behind her at a, a huge show and she was actually taking off all their clothing and you realize like oh like stereotypically she is a stereotypically beautiful girl but she's just protesting against body shaming and how much people kind of objectify women and mm -hmm. yeah so it was, it was yeah. just I think she's a very cool example of someone who's kind of going in a different path than just being herself yeah and yeah I I think it's just like a suit or as long as your expression comes from what you want and what you like. I mean, we're always somehow in relation to our environment, right? But I think still it's empowering to say, I do not want to show you my body. It's not, doesn't, doesn't do anything for me, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, it doesn't make me feel sexy if you stare at me or if you bitch about me or if you like write articles about how I've lost two pounds or gained two pounds, right? Because I ate a burger, uh, which is literally, I think, what people who are in the public eye have to deal with. Um, but also to say, okay, what if I want to be sexy and I do it on my own terms, right? Right. What, what does that mean to me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But reeling it back into um, Megan, we were going to read some oh, yeah. Lyrics, yeah, we are. We are. You want to start? <laughs> okay. I'm not <laughs> rapping. <laughs> <laughs> She's rapping, people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. This is from her song, um, Simon Says. If he fucking with me, then he know he gonna obey. Pussy finger looking good. Like I mixed it with obey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled through that. I love this. Like, I think it just reminds me a lot of Little Kim, too, that has talked about her pussy being boozy. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to do the next one. And that's from her song, Pimpin'. Lick, 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 lick. This is not about your dick. These are simple just instructions on how you should treat my clit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I need a plaque of that above my bed. Okay, next one. 
um, <laughs> eat that dick up even when I'm going vegan. Mm-hmm. See, she's giving back. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I, I mean, we've, we've, it's funny because we've talked about this, like, can a girl swallow if she's vegan? But mm, yeah. Who knows? Also, it's not low carb. Did we talk about this too? <laughs> I just joke that it's my protein shake. Mm, see? All of these things. <laughs> and now we're going to do the last um, lyric. And that's dance on the dick. Now you have been served. I like a dick with a little bit of curve. Hit this pussy with an uppercut. Call that dude Captain Hook. Ooh, hi! I mean, I like a fucking uppercut and a dick with a curve. So, <laughs> have I ever told you I had sex with this dude who had a really, really like crazy curve in his dick, but curve in the right way? I don't know. It was an interesting way. It, it was so strong. It was like a half circle that it actually was difficult to give a blowjob, kind of nearly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I haven't had any any that intense. No, just I mean a little bit of curve is normal, right? Like they curve in all different kind of ways. (laughs) Come in all shapes and sizes. Oh my god, you guys! This is like quarantine talking. I'm like, oh, all the different shapes shapes of dick. (laughs) And now confessions. Confessions. Yes, and confessions. are actually questions and stories from you guys and answers from us. And we're going to go into um, some technical questions right away. Okay. (laughs) So the first one is from a girl, and she asked, how do I orgasm while having penetrative sex? Mm. I mean, this is something Mm. I think we've talked about a few times. I think you're more of an expert than I am. But um, what would you say? Well, so first of all, we'll do a little statistic here. Um, 65% of women don't really come vaginally. So it's very normal that um, you need stimulation of your clitoris in order to come. Um, so I think there's no, there's no shame in that at all. So I feel like in, se- in a sense, women do it in different ways. You can either have penetrative sex while stimulating your clitoris at the same time. Um, you can do that yourself, which is probably going to be a little bit more effective than a dude doing it, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because most of the time, I feel like when guys, like when you have sex and like he's trying to also rub your clit, like it's no, really rough. No, but I, I've done it multiple times where like I'll have a vibrator and mm-hmm. yeah, he's inside me and then I use the vibrator and yeah, it can come that way. Clearly. I think that's a that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I think didn't you also use like a cock ring that had something vibrating or something? Yeah, so um we have a cock ring that has a, this like little extension that vibrates and stimulates my clit while he's inside me, which is great. Fantastic. <laughs> I still haven't tried that one. So yeah, I think vibrator cock ring that's a wonderful thing if you want your clitoris, you know, to be stimulated while you're having penetrative sex. For me, I can come vaginally. I don't always come vaginally. Um, for me, it's just when my G spot is penetrated, I get I'm super sensitive. Um, actually, that goes back to the yoni mapping that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I actually, map my yoni. No, I, still need to do this. 
I actually did. So if you haven't listened to our episodes uh, or to our episode a couple weeks ago, um, it's basically a technique where you spend like an hour or half an hour or so by yourself and you start um, you, you take a piece of paper and you draw a circle and you kind of like a clock, you know, from like, I don't know. 12 to 11 I don't know whatever (laughs) you make little notes and then you start touching yourself I did my fingers and then also used um, a dildo you start um, touching these different points in your vagina and um, you start kind of stimulating it to see what kind of a feeling you get at each point so you learn and then you make notes and you learn which points are more sensitive Mm -hmm. and which points are kind of numb or what immediately turns you on, what gives you a tingle. It was like really like a fun experience, to be honest. Yeah. And then and then from there, I mean, from my personal experience, the times I've came vaginally, um, there are certain positions that work better to hit mm-hmm. those points. So, uh, I mean, I guess the, the G-spot generally in women, well, always in women, is like if a guy is in front of you and he kind of does this come here motion, so like exactly. towards towards your belly button, basically like reaching his fingers towards your belly button, that's where the G-spot is. So for me, a guy has hit, hit that when he's behind me and kind yeah, of that's a up, great one. up a little bit so that it's it's hitting kind of the front, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's... That's, I mean, depending on where you're very sensitive, but I mean, that obviously is the spot <laughs> to hit, um, pun fully intended. So I, so yeah, from the, from behind, I think it's really great. Um, I also, I can come like when I'm on top, but, uh, it's just, it, it depends on the angle really. Right. And I think it's really cool. Actually, um, I've been kind of seeing this guy and he, he keeps on asking me when he hits the spot. Which is kind of cool. He's like, the, how does this feel like? Like, are we there, basically, at the yeah. point where I start, like, because the G spot for me has to be penetrated for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's Before not, it's not a quick thing. Like, it, it, it takes some time for that to work. Yeah, so you kind of have to find the position with your partner where you can feel that sensitive spot. Mm-hmm. And then he has to kind of stay there for a little bit in order right. to do it. So when I'm on top... um depending on the dick um <laughs> and its curve no i can i can control it a little bit better true yeah, um, yeah that's true where it hits me um i also started doing this thing which makes being on top so much easier <laughs> and i can't believe i haven't really figured this out before i basically am squatting yeah oh yeah no yeah, so, i i've yeah. done that same position and that's when it hits me the most is like you yeah you put your feet up like next to his exactly. hips and then you you go from there but that takes some leg work like you might want to do a lot of squats <laughs> it's true but i think it's actually nearly a little less uh, exhausting than <laughs> normally being on top because you have more power to kind of slide <laughs> up and down sorry she's the we're, we're video chatting right now and she's doing the whole motion like she's riding a pony <laughs> i am riding a pony oh my god like that song um yeah, but um, so I think mapping your yoni, I think, would be a good start for um, kind of helping you discover the sensitive spots within your vagina and then communicating with your partner when he does actually hit the sensitive spot and then staying there. Exactly. And just take it as a practice, you know, or 
stimulating your clit at the same time. Plus doing that, you could actually work up to a blended orgasm mm. yeah. where you could have both. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's also why I like a guy using his fingers while he goes down on me because I get both penetration. Mm-hmm. Like, I get penetration plus the clitoris is stimulated. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, this is, um, leads right into the next um, one, which I find kind of interesting. We've talked about it before, but let's do a quick roundup. Okay. Um, it's from a guy. Best technique to make my lady squirt? Question mark. Mm. Well, you already kind of said it, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's hitting that spot. It it's it's the come here motion towards your belly button, but hitting it repeatedly, um, and yeah, generally like pretty deep. But it's it's for me the the times that I've I've done it, it's been a pretty aggressive motion. Oh, totally. Yeah, I just it's wanted to it's, say it's it. not you a need. slow thing. Like it's a pretty like. Oh yeah, steady... you gotta get in there. <laughs> You do, you do. You literally like, I mean, if you do it with fingers, it's like the easiest, I think. This is how I started squirting, quote unquote. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't do this on purpose. It just kind of like started happening to me. Um, I think just by like relaxing more. Um, I've even made myself squirt, so that'd be a good practice maybe for her. But um, with a partner, it's a little easier. So yeah, it's the the come hither motion um, towards your belly button or hers if you're a guy doing it for her. And I mean, I need a lot of pressure. So he, you can go a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, like, yeah. for it to yeah yes. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as a woman, you can like kind of feel it coming on. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't have much time to warn normally. Like it's pretty fast. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've warned partners before, but it's so quick that I don't think they have much yeah, choice no, to like I've, take it I've never known that that was coming. It just yeah. I just know like okay if you do this that will happen yeah same thing with um sex actually so a woman like i think one of the easiest positions to squirt in is on top again mm-hmm. um because it, pretend, uh, it penetrates the g-spot in a certain way also i think it's because of um gravity right <laughs> because when you're when you're down like it, it'll it won't come out that way but i think when i'm on top i often like kind of melt into the guys and like i just come all over them <laughs> well. so so just like i mean in some kind of a sense like yoni massage you know like mm-hmm. um figure out where that spot is yeah, and then penetrate it pretty aggressively. Aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, communicate with her that this is what you want to do. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. So she's not confused or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so next question. Regarding sexual needs, do you think men and women are just hardwired differently? Um... I think all people are hardwired differently. Like I don't think it's it's mm. it's gender based. I think um, some some people are very sexual and some people aren't. Some people can get really turned on by hard sex and some people want it soft. Like it, it's it's. I don't think it's. I think there's this stereotype that women are a certain way and men are a certain way, but I think it's very individual. I think so too. It actually, what just came to mind was this book that we talked about a while ago by Emily Nagowski um, called Come As um, Come As You Are. And in that book, she talks about accelerators and brakes of your desire. And I thought it was very interesting. So obviously, every person has a different, has different 
things that turn them on or turn them off right. um, and to kind of start figuring out what these things are. Like, what is it actually? And this is not necessarily sex at all. This is environment. This is mm-hmm. smell. This is situation. How much buildup do you need um, or breaks? Like, do you get off on the fact that maybe somebody will come in and like catch you, right? right. Or does that totally turn you off? So if you start looking at these things, everybody has a completely different makeup. And I think the 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 gender has very little to do with it, to be honest. For sure. Yeah. I, I completely I'm, agree. I mean, mainly I think the main the main idea of being hardwired differently comes a lot from culture and what is what is told to us, how our sexuality should work and mm-hmm who we're supposed to be yeah because I, I think a lot of females even if they feel like they're very sexual beings are scared to admit it because if i mean as you grow up into kind of sex and, and being sexual females are scared to admit it because generally they're considered sluts yeah um <laughs> what a fun concept uh but yeah i i, I think it is culture and it can go the same thing for men like men are expected to want sex at all times yeah 24 7 so hypersexual and, right but and that's not the case like i'm clearly experiencing that now like i would think like oh quarantine a guy would want sex 24 hours a day but that's not mm-hmm. the case you know and I, i'm not judging him for that whatsoever but i think society places these kind of boundaries on what we're supposed to be you know yeah and also also how it fluctuates just within the life you know i mean i think that you can have no libido because it's a really exhausting situation that you're in right now is pretty normal that doesn't mean that you never have a libido exactly exactly so these things also come and go and i mean we talked about this even with like breakups maybe afterwards you just want to fuck all the time or you need some time to heal and don't want to have sex because it's too vulnerable. Exactly. So we just within the life go through different things. I mean, I think the most important thing to remember is that it's all that it's okay. Whatever you feel is fine. And like the most important thing is that you're in touch with your own self. Yeah. There's no, there's no one way you're supposed to act. Like there's no, uh, not at all. And I think that's the the wrong thing that like porn perpetuates is these kind of stereotypes of what sex is. And then we grew up thinking like, oh, I'm supposed to play this role and I'm supposed to play this role. Yeah, totally. And that's not the case at all. And you then you start to think like, oh, there's something wrong with me, which is not the case at all. There is no in the words of Dr. Ruth, there is no normal. um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, I think the only thing that's really hardwired differently is our bodies. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. At the same time, though, you know, um, and uh, you know, like from our anatomy speaking, we're actually both able to orgasm very fast, like men and women. Like mm-hmm. this is, but I think it goes back to how we learn to have sex, where female pleasure is not really something that people focus a lot of attention on and i think that's the reason women come slower quote unquote or it takes longer because there's not much emphasis um put on her pleasure yeah and and sometimes you can come become self-conscious because the way a man comes is more straightforward and a way a woman comes is less so and you can get 
I think I've heard this from both sexes. You get caught up in your own head like, oh, this is taking too long. And then once you start that idea, then you'll you'll not you won't be able to come at all because you're too caught up in your head like oh no yeah this is embarrassing like i'm making them feel bad even though they're making you feel really good but you're just too caught up in your head to actually relax actually i think we can like tie this back to this email um i got a while ago about this tantric massage within the tantric massage the goal is not to orgasm the goal is just to experience pleasure so i think if we go into sexual experience like that um, where you just want to give to your partner and your partner gives to you and we don't set like an orgasm to be the goal yeah there's no um, goals there's yeah there's no goals but to like just experience um the pleasure and the time together exactly and then you'll probably come anyways <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah multiple times probably <laughs> oh welcome everybody to pussy church um and goodbye but we will see you next week yeah thank you for joining us yeah come back and um stay safe yeah wash your hands wash wash your hands (laughs) masturbate don't have sex with punk rock neighbors (laughs) or with the sentient being of washing your hands (laughs) whatever gets or become a dog (laughs) (laughs) on that note amen 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 thank you guys so much for listening to the pussy church podcast and make sure to check out my new quarantine show pillow talk where i chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them if you like today's show please head over to itunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it helps us keep the show going or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that would be amazing too see you next sunday Yeah.